3: Welcome to the final of our pre-season previews and this time around we are looking at the Dragons and uh, joining me to do that is Dan Killick, we'll chat to him very very shortly, but also on this podcast, we have got contributions from Harrison Keddy, back row forward at the Dragons, of course, uh, shot to fame in that under 20s uh, side a couple of years ago that won the Grand Slam. Had a great chat with, uh, with Harry the other week, and you can hear uh, some of his season's predictions as part of this podcast. And we've also got a debut on the show uh, for a long time listener, and that's Jamie Phillips. Dragons, uh, Dragon's season ticket holder, and we'll be chatting to him uh, in the last part of the show. So, before we get underway, quick thank you as always to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades, uh, the coffee company set up by the Ospreys hooker Scott Austin. And uh, yeah, if you are a fan of your coffee, get onto SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk and get your hands on some. Right, Daniel, last of these previews, and uh, <laughs> there's always uh there's a. I'm always keen to talk dragons, and uh, for good or bad reasons. Um, you seem more sprightly for this one now. Yeah, because we haven't lost any games yet. <laughs> uh, we haven't lost any hey, games, so um, positive. Come on. Well, I am. I am trying to be definitely, and you know, I think looking at the business this summer, I keep using this. Is this a phrase rugby that we use in rugby now? That you know, like they do in football. You know, the the business. The business no, like, it's just know. you. It's just me. Is it? I've worked in football too long, I think. Uh, well, look, the players who've come in and the players who've gone out, I think that's, yes, there's been kind of huge change and it'll take a while, I think, for them to, to find their you know, to find their, their optimum level of playing together. But, you know, I think the bulk of those players going out probably didn't cut the mustard. Um, and the players coming in excite me. You know, I think, they're, I think they're good signings. There's a lot of shrewd ones in there. Um, and we're, we're going to get into that in in just a minute. Obviously, pressure on, on the whole outfit, but particularly, I think, on Bernard Jackman. You know, as the, as the head coach, you kind of carry the can, if you like, and uh, he had a tough season last year. He did. Two wins. He won't have as tough a season this year. Well. will be easy, but. Well, we'll find that. Yeah. I mean, we're going to start by having a look at some of the playing personnel, though. Yeah. And uh, the first thing we're going to look at is, is key player. Who is the, the key player for you for the Dragons this season?
0: Yeah, so it's key play, key players. I've gone for I've gone for two. Go on. Um, oh, what? No, well, name because, name one because then li- one. Yeah, and then maybe ah oh, because it's... they're linked. And I'll keep going on naming it's them. So, I, so, so, so unfair. I'll, like I'll cover like you off. You've picked everyone. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you have looked at my sheet again. I haven't looked at my bloody sheet. Right, Henson. Yeah. Because they're light at ten. Sorry, I wasn't going to Henson. And um, he's he, he's just going to be important. Yeah. Linked with him then, Roger Williams. Yeah. I think he's 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 a great nine. I've always rated him. Um, really liked him when he was at Landevry. He, he was he was on fire when he was there. I watched him watched him um, for a whole season. I really think that he could he could push up, you know push on for Wales. He's twenty five years
3: old as well. I think yeah. you kind of think of Roger Williams as a player of, of you know being, kind of twenties. Yeah, because he's been yeah. kind of out of
0: sight, out of mind at Bristol yeah. for a while. I think he's going to go well. Mm-hmm. And really do, and, and 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 he'll he'll be eyeing up that that World Cup squad. Really, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he offers he offers um, a slightly different game to our other nines, um, so he's he's going to be absolutely key for the Dragons. And we know that the uh, the Dragons were were, I suppose, missed a a key reliable um, nine last year. Yeah and so I would agree with that again it's that 9 and 10 keep on coming back to it it's going to be key for me the the 10 is a a real real concern though for the Dragons
3: yeah I think it's an interesting one I think that Josh Lewis has had a mixed bag in pre-season but I think he's got I think he's got some
0: class he has got some class but also you, you you kind of you need someone that's that's been there done it and it's just so light, don't they? We know Henson is going to, you know, he can't possibly play every game. No, he's not going to. And, and he's, you know, he, at what he does, he's brilliant, but he could, you know, he drops off tackles. He, he's got to pick and choose when he goes in. When he, you know, everyone's looking to stick one on him because it's <laughs> Henson. It's, he's, 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 he's not going to last long, is he?
3: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Look, you've got you've got to manage him carefully. That's why I think Lewis is, is going to be important. Um, Albert Robson as well is a, a player who. I was really impressed with in you know in a a side that he kind of came in when we we're at our lowest ebb, really so i, I think he's, got, i think robson's going to be quite crucial and I hope he's going to be able to kind of to step up um, and he's you know he's going to get game time um so yeah that's interesting nine and ten i agree i think Roderick williams is is going to be um is going to be pretty crucial uh for me though i think like we've been saying all along the most important um the most important part that the Dragons needed to, to bolster was was up front and in particular in the front five so the most important player I'm going to go sorry the, yeah the key player I'm going to go for is uh, is the new signing Brandon Nansen mm. um, again big Samoan huge um, man yeah gravy player I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and pretend I've seen a huge amount of him play so all, like, what I'm going on really is the uh you know, is, is what is what's available online. The clips. the clips, you know, and obviously he's got a nice he's the got disruption. a nice show reel. Yeah. Um, but that's the position they they said they they were going to bring in a you know a a non most qualified player into that position. That was going to be a, a crucial recruit, and I think a lot is going to revolve around whether um you know whether he's able to add that grunt that we really really need alongside you yeah know, Corey Hill who's. Uh, a proven um and you know, keeping proven him,
0: performer. Keeping him fifth, isn't it? Because these guys that you know he's he's gonna be there to, to play week in, week out. And so if he picks up a knock, it's gonna be he's a huge blow, isn't it? Because yeah. yeah, the Dragons have brought in some really good players, light in some positions, but it's the it's gonna come down. There's still a it's still a, um a light squad, isn't it? Really It is. I mean it's not as paper thin as it was no.
3: last season. Um, well let's have a look at that. Let's talk about some of the players who've um who've come in then. Uh, let's go for let's go for your your best signing. So Who do you think the best signing is? My
0: best signing I've gone for is Aaron Jarvis. Okay. A little bit left field. I think he's going to be absolutely key though. You know, he's been he's been over in France, isn't he? Um, well regarded over there as, as, a, as a scrummager. Mm. Um and you you have you know, got to have you've got to have that platform, haven't you? Yeah. So I think it's no, a really do. a really good move for uh, you know for the Dragons really to to, to pick him up.
3: Yeah, but you know, bags of experience. We spoke to we spoke to Kyle about him, didn't we? Um, yeah. And uh, we've spoke to we spoke to Scott about him as well. You know, so I think you know he's he's going to be he's going to be crucial. Um. So yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that as a as a signing. The player I'm going to go for, um, is Richard Hibbard, though. So obviously, a man who's uh, you know, I guess at the, the tail end of his career. We said this numerous times, but. I just think it's so important having that level of experience to bring off the bench. You know, when you're not bringing on a player who's been playing in the the Premiership, uh, you know, or is 18 years old. Having Hibbard to bring on in games that Elliot starts, and likewise having Hibbard go and empty the tank for 50 minutes, um, or games when Elliot's off with Wales. I, I just think that that kind of experience,
0: that kind of quality, because yeah. he still is that good. Um, oh yeah, I mean he's playing. Well, he's. You could say the last year was the best rugby he yeah. played, couldn't you? There's a lot of people saying it's it's the best he's he's been playing. So yeah. Then you've got the experience as well, though, haven't you? You know, if he if he if he does pick up a knock, you have got him as the water boy. Mm. He's coming on, you know, having a little chat with the guys, g'ing him up. Because a lot of it's belief, isn't it? You can get so much more out of players if they believe in themselves and just g'ing them up.
3: Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, that's a really good point. We've said before as well. I don't think he's the kind of player who's going to accept those kind of defeats that they had last year, I, I wouldn't want to be in a dressing room with him no. when he's, you know, when, yeah, exactly, um, so yeah, I, that's, that's why I've opted for him, interesting, neither of us have gone for Ross Moriarty, who's probably been the most high profile signing at the Dragons,
0: yeah, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be a big player, isn't he, a huge player down there, but, um, I just think with the back row, there are some good players there in the back row, mm. Um, and for me, there's there's more important positions. Not more important, but there's positions there that uh, are going to be absolutely key to the way in which the dragons need to play. Yeah. And so for that reason, that's why I've gone with uh, with the front, uh, you know, a, a, a gnarly forward then in the front. Yeah. Um, and possibly is that your reason as well, or? Yeah, it is. I you know I think actually out of all the
3: positions that we've, you know, that you look at, there's some really good options in the back row. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of young players in there. This Hugh Taylor, who's come over, um, yeah, who's come over from Worcester, is highly rated as well. The likes of Wainwright, Ollie Griffiths, Nick Cudd, Harry Keddy who we speak to later on. These players, you know, there's lots of options in there. Now, obviously, none of those players have reached the level that, that Moriarty has yet. But he's also he, he's more than likely going to be off with Wales for a while. And crucially, I'm just worried about. Injuries with him. injuries, yeah, um, and I really hope that it's not the you know that I, that I'm wrong on this one. I hope he goes and blows it away. But we've got a lot of a lot of money tied up in um, um you know in, in one player there as uh, you know as much as he's absolute quality, and I think he's you know he, it's great for the marketing of the club as well because he's you know he's a real proper um, proper star, you know to to help uh, to help flog tickets so. Um, but yeah, I'm just a, li- a little bit cautious about that, about how much game time he's actually going to get this season.
0: Yeah, I'm with you.
3: Breakthrough player, Dan.
0: So breakthrough player, it's not so much a, a breakthrough, but is is David Howells? Okay. Um, I think he's got a a lot of sort of raw ability. Mm. You know, we know he's quick. He's got a lot of pace. He just needs to develop other aspects of his game, and. I'm 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 excited to see him down at the down the Dragons. Um, he's got he's got something about him that I think he'll go he'll go well this season. Okay,
3: um, I'm going to go for Jack Dixon. Now again, it seems mad because Jack's been around for this is probably he's, his, he's young, isn't this he? Is probably his fifth or sixth yeah. uh, season of um, of regional rugby. Now um, there go. first first play for Dragons in 2011. Um, but yeah, he is young. He's only twenty two years old. He was seventeen when he
0: was playing.
2: Yeah. He was
3: that big then. <laughs> a huge, um, huge man. He's just had such cruel luck with injury the whole time. And but I think I think he's gonna be absolutely crucial. And again, they, they obviously see something in him as a yeah. leader as well. You know, he skipped them during um during preseason games.
0: Jackman's he's talking him really said he's talking him up, isn't he? Yeah,
3: and I just think he's gonna be the kind of player who I think we said this last year. You know, players like Dixon and Morgan have been around for a while, um, they've got to step up and, and really be be leaders out there f- um for the Dragons. You need these players to kinda of get they can't be the, the talented crop of youngsters anymore. As young as as young as he is, you know, he's he's played a lot of rugby yeah. now, so he needs to go out and um, But they and should really do now, shouldn't
0: they, with with the likes of some of these, you know, key sign ins coming in. It's only gonna benefit them, isn't it? Just with that, that, that sort of Core personnel of experience, yeah. Um, because Dixon's got he's got a fair bit of experience, he, even for a young chap. Yeah, no, he does, and I think that's that's why I've that's why I've opted um, for
3: him. But I think he's the one I I really hope gets that that kind of eye-catching run of games. And I, th- I think if he stays fit, he's got you know he's, he's got the the ability to be a really really good um, regional player and um,
0: and drag the dragons up from you know from the mire. Yeah, they need to they need to be a bit careful with him as well because he was used, uh, he was used so often. I think the way he plays as well. Yeah, he plays. You know, he's, he's hard hitting, isn't he? he? Runs straight in his tackling, but you know, as a decoy now and again, you yeah. just give him a little bit of a break because it was sort of dragons were getting knocked back, and it was you know the only option was up to Dixon. You know, bang smack, and it was quite predictable at times with him, wasn't it? So yeah. um, let's see him being used in a slightly different way. All right, let's have a look at uh, predictions then. Um, start with Europe. Europe, I, I, I feel the Dragons will will, will target this and, and and will go well. Um, it's Northampton, isn't it? So yeah, Northampton, Claremont and Timisara Saracens, uh, who are the the Romanian side. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping. I'll tip the Dragons to to get out of that group. Topping it. Yeah, topping it.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. I, th- I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to think that's the case because again, I think what we said with the French side you don't know. I, I can't imagine Clermont are that asked about. No, they're not
0: going it. They can't be. They're not going to be first. Northampton's the one, isn't it? You know, they've they've made some good signings. I think they're going to be a difficult team to beat. Yeah. Fairly niggly, um, and they're just going to. I think they're going to be quite pragmatic and a difficult team to break down. They're going to be well drilled, and that's going to be the one. Yeah, I think that run. might be that. That might be the difficulty. Yeah, um, I think there might be an outside
3: shout of um, the Dragons possibly, um, possibly sneaking out as a runner-up. Uh, but I think Northampton might be too tough for them if they,
0: you know, if they take it seriously. Um, what about the league? <sighs> league, I think it's going to be a middle, middle of the table finish, really at best, realistically. Um, good signings made squad's mm. light in key positions is still short namely namely ten um and, and, you know such an important position isn't it so i think it's going to be a year of of uh, you know again they're going to they're going to have to gel aren't they and see how they get on so i think mid table is about the best that the, the, the dragons can hope for really yeah i think um i think fifth would be a good finish
3: if they could finish above the Kings yeah, and Benetton. I've I think that would be good. Think you've read my. Um, sh- i actually. I don't think they will finish fifth. There, I it? think we'll finish sixth. Um, oh. But I, I think fifth would be would be a would be a good um, would be a good step forward. And as much as anything, it's just the performances that are, that are going to be so crucial. Yeah. Need to give the the fans something to cheer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, and because the yeah they did play some dragons did play some good rugby. Some good rugby in in, in parts last year, mm. but it was just it was too little, wasn't it? Yeah, and talking to giving fans something to cheer. Coming up after the break, we
3: chat to uh, Jamie Phillips, a Dragons fan, making his first appearance on the show. And then in the last part of this preview, we chat to uh, back row forward Harry Keddy. <laughs> Delighted to say that I'm joined now by good friend of the show and long-term listener to the pod. It's Jamie Phillips, Dragons fan. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. Good to uh, good to finally have you on. Been one of the uh, one of the supporters of the podcast from uh, from the very beginning. So uh, yeah, much appreciated for the support over the years. And um, yeah, obviously we wanted to get you on to to talk about the dragons. Um, recently, just finished reading your article. Uh, which is up on, uh, on Dive Sport, about uh, the Dragons. And you've pretty much said there's no excuses this, this season. How much pressure do you think there is on the team and, uh, and on Jackman to, to deliver results early on?
2: I think there is pressure on Jackman in particular because if you go back to last season, there was a lot of talk from the Dragons that it's all about next season. Mm. We, you know, we had a lot of um, poor results. There was a lot of um, supporters getting quite upset. And, you know, we were frequently told, don't worry about this season, it's so all about next season. And I think with the recruitment that Byrne has brought in, he has brought in some very good players. I'm quite pleased with the recruitment, actually, I've got to say, um, 14 in and 19 players gone. Yeah. Um, I think he's brought in some real quality. Now, I know there are some people who are questioning, you know, are the players brought in better than what's left? Uh, personally, I believe that they are. Um, if you look at the players who have left us, out of the uh, 19, nine of those uh, players have signed for semi-pro clubs. Mm. So I think that, you know, I, no disrespect to those players of course, um, but I think that does tell a story and I think there was a sense around the Dragons that the players that Burnett inherited, some of them just weren't up to standard. I suppose,
3: the, so, I, yeah, I suppose the, the the question that follows on from that though is is how quickly can the team gel? You know, you've said there's a lot of, a lot of players in and a lot of players out. Is that Is that a concern? Do you
2: think? Um, I mean, from what I saw in pre-season, I thought the players. You know, when they did play together, they did look pretty good. Um, I think there is a good combination going on with the half back with Roger Williams and Josh Lewis. I was saying that Josh Lewis did have a bit of a stinker up in Gloucester, Um, but I I do think that these players can come in and hit the crowd running. Well, the fact of the matter is, they have to. You know, there's no choice Uh, with the September fixtures that we've got. You know, we got Benetton, Seven Kings, and we got Eber at home. Now, they are must-win games. So, it is the case of the players having to come in, gel, and hit the ground running, you know, because they need to win those three games as far as I can do. If you look at the other two games they've got in our months, they've gone go away and they've Glasgow away. I don't want to be negative, but you wouldn't expect the Dragons to get anything from their games. Um, but they really do have to gel quickly. I hit the crown I, mean, I hope they can, but I suppose it remains to be seen, doesn't it, whether they can actually do that or not.
3: And I think you're right that home form is just going to be absolutely crucial this year, and turning, you know, turning Rodney Parade into the place that it used to be, I guess that, that teams used to used to dread going to.
2: That's right. I mean, I, I actually spoke to Bernard about this, and um, he said to me that when he was playing for Leinster, he used to dread coming to Rodney Parade because of the crowd mm. and the, you know, the intimidation factor, the crowd on top there, and he said he found it a really tough place to come. I think with the sort of the way it's gone over the years, I do think Ronnie Correa has lost its fear factor, mm. which I'd sad to say, and I think the atmosphere as well, because I'm a regular on the Hazel Terrace, and the, the atmosphere just isn't quite the same as it well was being on for the years. It's lost their intimidation and fear factor. I think a lot of teams now, they look at Ronnie Correa instead of feeling it. I think they targeted it to five points. And we saw that last season. And it's a real shame because one week when, when it's all going well and the crowds are on top and they're winning games, it's a fantastic place to watch football, And it is an intimidating place for, you know, fans and as well as, uh, you know, the teams that travel down there. So I definitely think they need to make one week a fortress again, I think, for this season, if they are to have any success. They'll...
3: And uh, why do you think that is? I mean, obviously the, the results aren't, you know, it's been a very long time since since there's been kind of any consistent results um, on the pitch. Is that, is that what you think has contributed to kind of the, the atmosphere in the ground, that, you know, it's, it's no longer as hard a place to go simply because the, the team's been too easy to beat?
2: Well, exactly. It does come down to results. I mean, you know, fans need something to cheer about. You know, if you turn it up week after a week and you're getting bumped, then it's very difficult you know, to make some noise and to get behind the points. You know, you try your best, but it is demoralizing. You know, it's fine when you turn every you pay a lot of money, and you just see Dragons losing 30 to 40 points every week. So I do think results are key. Um, they do need better results. I do think that you know, once you start to win a few things, and the momentum picks up, I do think, you know, attendance is willing to increase, and that's part of it as well. I think, you know, success pulls crowds. If you're losing week in, week out, you're not going to pull... The crowds, therefore, the atmosphere is not going to be as good. Um, you know, if you look at the Scarlet, they average 10,000 now because they're a successful team. They play a big band, band of rugby. People want to watch them. And I think at the Dragons, there's been such a decline. morale has been low. Um, people aren't turning up. And I think that's why the atmosphere hasn't been as good.
3: And you mentioned there the pre-season games um, that the Dragons have played. I suppose this is the question that all the fans across all the regions are, are kind of asking themselves. Is is there anything to be read into pre-season games or are they, are they just friendlies that are, that are quickly forgotten?
2: Well, I was at the Northampton game. And for the first half, Dragons actually played really, really well. Northampton often nothing. But then we gave them 2 intercept tries, one from Roger Williams and one from Josh Lewis. And we ended up being 14-7 down at half-time. And I couldn't quite understand how that was when we were literally all over them. The second half, um, they just changed their team. and I mean, you know, they were bringing on the likes of Courtney Knowles, who so Ben Franks, So Ben Franks is the World Cup winner in New Zealand. You know, it, mm-hmm. I think it shows the, the depth and the quality the English teams have got. And we just couldn't cope with that. And, they, you know, they scored a couple of them trying to so we just couldn't, you know, defend. So we did struggle in our area. And the same with Gloucester. You know, you look at their team, they were it was packed with quality. Cipriani was excellent. You know, 12-3 is brilliant. Ludlow was a great player. Um, I was, I was quite encouraged by those games, because I think in patches we did show what we could do. I was particularly, um, happy with the last sort of 20-25 minutes across the game. Actually, when the Supergap came on,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> he seemed to make a hell of a difference. Um, so there's another conundrum to her, now he needs to decide who respect best tennis for Benetton, because that's the one that Ireland all through, and it's given him food for thought. But there was, you know, plenty of encouragement, but my concern, as it always has been for the Dragons, the past, I'd say, two to three years of the defense. There's still some very soft tries being scored. We look vulnerable in a wide defence. Um, and, you know, Penzo Martin is our defence coach. He really, really needs to win his corner and improve our defence. That was <laughs> the defence stats from last season. Played 21, conceded 672 points, so we conceded in 94 tries. You are not going to win any games with the defence is close that.
3: No, you're exactly right. And, you know, I think as, as you've kind of, you've mentioned there, the, the coaching thing is something that, I suppose there was a little bit of of a false dawn over the summer because many people seem to think that Sean Edwards was going to come into the dragons uh, yeah. i mean how, how much of a blow is that, and can dragons get over it with the current
2: coaching setup i I was gutted when I knew that Sean Edwards wasn't going to be coming to Ronnie Parade. I think we really needed it, and there are some people saying to me, well, you know the money you're spending on Moriarty mm. you know that maybe that money could have been of the better use to try and get Sean maybe they have a point I don't know but the defence is a massive concern I think we really needed, needed Sean I would argue I don't have Osborne's would agree with me but I would say we probably needed him more than either mm. if you look at our defence um, it is a massive role but you know there was no money in the pot we just have to get on with it now Pedro Mardez you know the buck stopped in. he had to now get the players you know in shape for the defence um, apparently we are going to be adopting the Welsh defensive system by using Sean Edwards. That's what I read from Chapman and the Argus. So that'll be quite interesting. But it's disappointing to this. You know, we just have to get on with it. You know, I would have liked to see Sean, and I did actually ask him a couple of weeks ago if the um, Dragon support AGM was Sean coming, and he was quite cold about me they their sort of straight back. And they had a feeling mm-hmm. then that um, he wouldn't be coming on board. So. It's disappointing, but unfortunately, we just have to go on with it. No one holds that long, it of the
3: senior players in particular, and the players in the you defence, it's you Chester. It is a disappointment, and uh, myself and Dan went to see the Ospreys game against Saracens the other night, and Sean Edwards was there, and yeah. you know, I tell you what, he, he lives every phase of play, but particularly in defence. He's there on the touchline, shouting, you know, it's, it's like he's out there trying to make every tackle. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think every Dragons fan will be we'll be disappointed with that one, but you're, you're quite right, it's, uh, it's not going to happen and we are going to have to hope that things do improve in that regard. I suppose with that in mind, last question then, Jamie, is is what is a, a realistic expectation for the Dragons? What would be what would you consider a good season uh, for the Dragons this year?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Um, I would like us to be in contention to qualify for the Champions Cup. I'm not sure what we will this season, but I would like to see us, you know, just, just to be in the mix Um, as it were, for that um, Champions Cup spot. Um, We finished sixth last season. We were 35 points behind Benetton. Um, So if we could finish, I'd like to say four for maybe try and get a playoff place Mm. for the Champions Cup. I don't think that's, you know, completely uh, out of reach. But, um, you know, there's a few things I want to see from the Dragons. Just like I said, we want them to make Ronnie Craig a fortress again. I want to see the Dragons win in a way game, in a pro-14. Because we haven't won in a win game since 2015, So back in March twenty fifteen. And that is absolutely disgraceful. And that doesn't go on burner, that goes to previous um coaching regimes as well. It's absolutely appalling stat. Um I want us to win a Welsh Derby this season. We haven't won a Welsh Derby since December twenty fourteen against Cardiff News at the Arms Park. So no I don't want to lose, but <laughs> I just you know, I, I would like to see the Dragons really kick on. And with the, the recruitment that we've done and the players we've got it really is punch time for it and he has to get this up this season. And I am, I am hopeful and optimistic. I'm more optimistic about the Dragons than I've been for a long time. So we'll have
3: to wait and see to come up. Well, I hope you're right, Jamie. And uh, you know, I try to remain as balanced as possible on this podcast, but it's not always, uh, it's not always <laughs> easy. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, it, I think you're right. It's just having something, having something to cheer this season. I think would uh, is something that every Dragons fan is uh, is hoping for. Uh, so, yeah, fingers crossed that's going to be the case. Thanks very much for joining us on the Attacking Scrum, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you a bit more throughout the season.
2: Cheers, sir. Thanks very much for having me on. All. all the okay. best. Cheers,
3: Jamie. The thoughts there are of Jamie Phillips, and thanks, Jamie, for uh, uh, for coming on the show. Right, the last part, we have an interview with uh, with Harry Keddy, who I caught up with, um, with last week. A uh, really, really good chat with him. So this is a small part of this, and you'll be able to hear the full interview uh, when that comes out uh, when we're into the season next week, we mentioned obviously that the squad is is much changed this year. Really, you know, huge amount of players coming in and players going out. Uh, is that you know is that an exciting proposition going into going into the season?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's it's the first time kind of is I've ever been in a club where it's happened. You know, mm-hmm. we to want to join first joined up with the senior squad. Lots of boys have been there for three or four years, and then we had not made that many new signings that year and kind of a lot of the boys are in that squad now, have kind of, kind of moved on over this kind of last three year period, you know, so it's, it's interesting in the sense of it's the first time I've had a had a first hand experience, kind of seeing a squad turn over in yeah. terms of coaching staff, players, but you know, I think credit to all new people involved and all the guys who were kind of left over from last year, this, They've they've all worked hard to kind of make it a welcome environment for them, but the new guys have also worked hard to interact, you know, they've... They've got involved with stuff we've had to do, and you know, we had a few socials, and uh, to get to know each other, which, which went well. You know, coaches and players were on there, you know, so we got to know everyone really well. And I think that's really important, you know, because obviously there is the professional side of it mm. with the performance, which is massive. You know, that's the most important thing. But I think if you want that to click, you've got to get the, the off the pitch stuff right, and I yeah. think that's something we've really pushed for, particularly the early part of pre-season, was. You know, just become good friends, you know, get get close, get tight, and then, you know that, that helps massively with the on the pitch stuff. And obviously there's a lot of a lot of work's gone in over the past year or so with
3: I guess like the image of the dragons, obviously there's yeah. been the name change, there's been a lot of outreach to, to further into the Gwent region and and make sure that you know it's not just Newport, it's it's something that, that is the, the whole region. Is that something to notice as a player or is it all kind of part of the bigger operation?
1: Yeah, I think it's become like more and more noticeable over this summer now. Obviously, we've had that recent promo video, mm-hmm. you know, which has gone gone down real well between, you know. I, I saw it for the first time just a few hours before it got released, you know. I thought it was, it was real strong yeah. stuff, you know. And I, I, it's the first time, you know, I've been supporting the Dragons for as long as I can remember now, really. And it's just, it's the first time I've ever remembered any sort of kind of any sort of promotional stuff like that to do with the actual region of Gwent you know and I think, it's, I think that's just one example of what, yeah. what's kind of been brought in with it as well you know and I think it's good it's real good yeah no I, I completely agree with that it's, it's noticeable how much
3: how yeah. much there's kind of a, yeah an, an image change yeah. if you like we talked about some of those new sign-ins who have uh, you really enjoyed kind of uh, you know, obviously it's a bit frustrating if you've been into yeah. but um, yeah. who have you kind of enjoyed watching in training and who's who's kind of made an impact um,
1: Hibbs is coming and made a good impact both you know on and off the pitch, he's a he's a he's a good guy, a funny guy, but he's also um, obviously brings a lot of experience on the pitch. And you know, a couple of pre-season games now, he's putting a few good shots. He's like running around like a madman, so yeah. it's like uh, it's it's good to see. And then, but to be fair, they've all they've all added, added a lot. You know, we obviously got Javi and Bevs have come mm-hmm. in as well. The two props they they've added a lot in terms of both experience, but they're um they're just all good guys as well to be around. You know, they, they're not. They're easy to talk to. They're approachable. But you know that, and it, it makes a hell of a difference. We've got high profile guys like that coming in, and you know they're they're like they're good guys. They're good to get along with, and then they go out and kind of perform on the training pitch and on the pitch as well. You know, so kind of they're bringing that extra bit of experience with them. But they're not. They don't think they're above, above the team or anything, which is massive, really. Yeah, I mean, we we've, we've kind of often chatted and said, you know, because obviously, like.
3: It must have been really tough last year with some of those yeah. some of those defeats. You know, it's never fun as a fan watching, yeah. you know, as a, as a fan yeah. before being a player, it can't be much fun in the dressing room yeah. after after those kind of defeats. And we've said often on the podcast that, you know, someone like Richard Hibbard coming into the side, we imagine like he expects a certain a certain yeah. standard and a certain kind of um, you know, regardless of how tough a game is, expects yeah. that certain level of commitment and stuff. And I think that's that for me is something that supporters can get really
1: yeah. excited by going into the season. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think like, you know you look at like I say the, the, the three three I've just mentioned. You know, they've all played in a successful Ospreys team, yeah. Bev's onto a successful Bristol team, a successful Clermont team, and Hibbs obviously been on successful Lions tours along with you know Gloucester last year at, a, at one of the best years they've had in a long yeah. time. Particularly at home, you know they turned Kingsholm into a real difficult place. I don't think they lost many games yeah. at all. year, did they? Swiss? So you know, like you said, that's just what three examples of boys we have brought in who have kind of come from winning environments and they're kind of bringing their little parts from their different environments. And it's, I think it's kind of help, helping create something where, you know, we know we're not going to go from the season we had last year to winning 20 out of 20 wins. We'd love to. But, you know, th- there's a realistic aspect to it that you've got to come in with. You know, we want to target as many wins as we can. Is, but, is there like a number in mind that you've spoken about, a number that, you know, what would be yeah. a good season for the Dragons? Joe, you know, we we haven't we haven't spoken about that yet as a, as a group. You know, there might have been conversations like higher up in terms of what w- what they'd like to meet. You know, but we've I think we're in this of pressure What we're really focusing on now is this first block of you know, home games. Is big for us, you know. We mm. we've got three home games to start. You know, which is a great. I think it could be. It's almost a perf a perfect opportunity for us to kind of you know. We've got we've got the new signings. We've got, the, like you say, we've got this new brand, and now we've got the opportunity to actually have a decent run of home games yeah. as well, which could be a massive confidence boost for us. So I think as much as the,
3: the off the pitch stuff is is important, it's you know nothing will get people through yeah. the gates more than, than a winning side. So a couple of yeah. a couple of good performances and a couple of good wins. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, and yeah, you mentioned you know Kingsland being a fortress for Gloucester. Yeah. You know, in its history, Rodney Parade, has been that. Yeah. And I think in order for the, the side to be successful, it's it's got to be again, right.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, you look at like scarlets, scarlets in recent years. You know, they've they've been getting some good, real good numbers, numbers down at Parker Scarlets, and it's part. It's all due to the fact they've they've started winning, winning games. You know, ultimately people want to see winning performances. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing we've got to kind of start bringing now is we've got to really nail down some some wins over the year. And like you say, if we can get an early, a real early, early start with that with the three home games, you know, then it'd be great for us.
3: That was Harry Keddie, back row forward at the Dragons. I had a great chat with him and it was really good to uh, to catch up with him ahead of the new season. And you hear that full interview when we publish that next week. But that brings us to an end for our uh, previews into the season. If you've not heard all of them, uh, go back and have a listen. We've got one for each of the regions. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to know what you think. So make sure you do that by getting in touch with us at Twitter. uh, At Twitter? On Twitter. Don't ask at me. At attacking Scrum. Yeah, <laughs> you're the last person I'd ask. And uh, you can do the same on Facebook uh, by liking our Facebook page uh, or indeed joining our Facebook group, which is called Wales Rugby Fans. And finally, we even have some Instagram stuff on the go these days. So uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Right, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, over the weekend when we'll be looking back at the first, uh, the first round of fixtures in the Pro 14. So make sure you join us. Uh, you join us then. It will be out in its usual slot on Monday. Look forward to chatting to you very, very soon.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.